0: The Will You Grow Show goes live Sundays 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern. To receive notifications, click the subscribe button beneath this video, or visit YouTube's Will You Grow channel to see more shows and videos. And now, here's Will You founder Angelique Meadow with this week's Will You Grow Show.
1: Welcome to the Will You Grow Show. How are you? I'm Angelique, founder of Will You and WillYouGrow.com, an inspirational multimedia company that provides education and mentoring to nurture empowerment and joy. Our weekly growth show begins by tackling touchy subjects that will tickle your tempestuous thoughts, fan your eternal flame, and salve your soul with hope. Halfway through, we'll take a 60-second look at what people have to say about us, and then we'll go hands-on to share tips and tools to begin implementing today's lesson into your life. Here in the studio with me today are our audio aficionado, Ben, and our video Santa, Neil. Hello. They help make this show happen while sharing their playful personalities.
0: (laughs) Playful and
1: giddy. This episode is sponsored by Life & Nature, who keep our hearts beating and our world turning, and the Carrie Campbell Foundation, which supports creative video content that increases love among all people. Love that! We say thank you to the Carrie Campbell Foundation and each and every sponsor and donor. We'd also like to thank each and every viewer who hits the subscribe button, the like button, and the share button today. It helps the channel grow, and it makes it easier for new people to find and watch our videos. Now, on to today's episode, Resurrect Yourself. We'll begin by briefly discussing physical resurrections, then metaphorical resurrections, and then how to apply the concept of resurrection to our own life. We'll talk about two ways we can breathe new life into our life today and really live. And By really live, I mean that we really feel alive, we feel free, and able to enjoy our experience. And by really live, I mean that we consciously create and choose a life that we are proud of, happy about, and openly share with others. For those viewers who have been with us a while, today's video will have extra goodies, so we may even be together for a whole hour if you like what we're doing as much as we do. We'll also meander a bit by sharing some history and fun facts, so let's get to it. Historically, there have been famous resurrections, which are available to read about today. The resurrection that inspired the Christian religion is that of Jesus Christ. Physical resurrections are when someone has physically died and their body raises from the dead sometime later. There have also been many historical references to people who physically disappeared only to reappear minutes, days, or years later elsewhere. In some, the body had died. In others, the body remained alive. There are also historical references to people who have physically appeared in more than one location at a time. This is called bilocation. The concept of bilocation has appeared in Christian and Jewish mysticism, early Greek philosophy, shamanism, paganism, folklore, Hinduism, theosophy, and more. Several Christian religious figures have been historically cited as having bilocated. Among the earliest is the apparition of Our Lady of the Pillar the name given to the Virgin Mary when she appeared to the Apostle James while he was preaching in what is now Spain. In 1774, Alphonsus Liguari claimed to have gone into a trance while preparing for Mass. When he came out of the trance, he said that he had visited the bedside of the dying Pope Clement XIV. Isidore, the male farmer, claimed to be praying or attending Mass in church while at the same time plowing in the fields. It seems to me that our focus as a culture on death, resurrection, and bilocation is misplaced. So, we're missing the point. We're focusing on the physical changes, the physical death, and the physical movement and disappearance of the physical body— rather than focusing on the living soul of that being that lives without a body. For us to understand resurrection in a way that we can truly apply its truth to our life in a meaningful way, we need to know how to see that life is not the body. The body is brought to life. It becomes alive by means of a living soul within it. It's like this analogy. Have you ever known a relative like a grandpa or someone who played magic tricks? Have you ever seen the one where grandpa pulls a quarter from behind the young person's ear and the child is so focused on what he sees physically in front of them that they miss what's really happening and think that the quarter actually comes from nowhere when it came from grandpa's pocket? In resurrection, the trick is in our false belief that when the body reappears that life restarted it did not life was alive and well within the soul even while the body was dead the physical body is a costume an outfit that is brought to life by the life in the soul when someone or something dies physically we may trick ourselves into believing that the being or essence of the person is also dead This is not true. They live on, but without the physical costume, the visible meat suit that is called their body. Their body is their body, but their body is not them. They are their soul and essence. Like when we drive our vehicle, we get into it, we drive it, we use it, we love it, or we don't, but our care is not us we can live without our vehicle we can care about the vehicle but it is not us the body is a vehicle so from that aside and back to resurrection and the capability to resurrect ourselves. I find it vital to note that each of the people who experienced or commanded their own resurrection or bilocation were in full bloom spiritually. This afforded them the ability to manifest these miracles. And each person often had other spiritual gifts in addition to resurrection and bilocation. Having spiritual gifts is often called charisma. In Christianity, this is described as an endowment of the extraordinary power given by the Holy Spirit, the one who breathes life into all. This power is believed by Christians to be supernatural graces which we need, especially during the upcoming times in the world, to fulfill the mission of the Creator and for the betterment of all life. Some of the supernatural graces listed as available to us include but are not limited to personal sanctification, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, increased faith, the gifts of healing, the gift of miracles, prophecy, the discernment of spirits, diverse kinds of languages and interpretations of languages. Because I experience some of these gifts, I can say that it has been my experience that it is not possible to receive spiritual gifts without first cleaning up, sweeping out, and diligently and willingly taking excellent care of the body-mind temple. We can't very well care for ourselves if we're stuck in old cycles. Old patterns of self-inflicted suffering by means of overdoing and sometimes just doing anything that is not healthy for us do not allow us to develop spiritual gifts. Too much or the wrong kinds of food, drink, sex, work, lovers can literally drive a person over the cliffs of insanity, to quote the the movie Princess Bride. (laughs) For example, with one drop of poison, the body can die. One tiny bacteria or virus, the body can die. One drug, the body can die. One soul-sucking relationship can cripple the body, emotions, and mind in a way that it never fully recovers or performs as it was once designed. Most of us know some area of our life that is partly dead, mostly dead or all dead. Maybe the passion or liveliness that we once felt for being alive is gone. Maybe we've been sitting in depression for years. Or maybe just from time to time. Or maybe we don't even know what we're feeling because we invite drama, distractions, and the needs of others to trample on our soul's mission and the lessons that we're called to learn during this lifetime. These are all examples of being a part of the living dead. We're alive physically, but we're not LIVING, not full of life. Even thinking about making a life change can be a battle. Maybe we're thinking, ugh, why change if we're afraid that we're going to fail anyway? And in this way, we've agreed to our defeat before we're defeated. And the real defeat in that is if any part of us likes to know that we're right and feels a sense of satisfaction from our very own failure, that's true defeat of the soul. As you may sense from hearing me speak today, I'm sharing some deep and difficult lessons that I've learned and or observed in myself, my clients, others, and or life. Each of us has been given a barrel of life. <laughs> sometimes it's a barrel of fun, and sometimes not so much, but each barrel does have a bottom. Sometimes, in the desire to experience all of life, or just in the ignorant desire to find our own boundary of how low we can go, we bottom out. I hope that each of us find that bottom so we may invite the strength of the power of life to live fully within us. Because when we do, that's when life gets spiritual. That's when we can hear, see, smell, taste, and touch divine guidance. That's when we have that opportunity to show life that we are willing to listen and follow the guidance, regardless of the results. And that is surrendering that is dying to the mess that we don't want anymore, and when we do, life bestows its charisma, its spiritual gifts, onto us so that we all may express them for everyone to know and see. It's up to us if we're going to allow ourselves to see where we've been stuck or where part of us has died on the inside. That's where we can invite life back in, to resurrect itself so we may live again. If we've been complaining inwardly to us, to ourselves, or to others, and beating our drum about the doldrums of our season in the living dead, let's talk about why we want to rise up. If we feel like we're stuck, like we often get the short end of the stick, or simply don't like the life we're living, Now could be the perfect moment to get real with that part of our old bad self and say goodbye. As an expert in willpower and empowerment, clients come to me when they're feeling stuck in that trauma and sadness surrounding their circumstances. By the way, addictions thrive in stuck circumstances. We can probably relate to that stuck or dead feeling at one time or another. It often follows trauma and hangs with us as we wonder if life is worth living. And this stagnant, stale, sinking feeling often keeps us still. And we even may stay put, lethargically lying on the couch or bed and drowning in depression. And in that state of mind, who wouldn't look for a way to escape the pain, even if just for a moment? And substances and distractions can do that question is, where does that long road go? Have we stopped to take a look at what life might look like if we make decisions like that every day for a week, a month, six months, a year or more? When we're in the pain of the moment, we may not be thinking farther down the road than the next minute, the next five minutes, or maybe to the end of the day. That shortcut to feeling better in the moment, that quick-fix band-aid over our feelings, which a substance or distraction can provide, can also lead to addiction. It's a road to take, but do we still like that view? Take a look around where we are now and where we're headed. If we don't like the view from where we live, physically or metaphorically, it may be time to pack up. And shack up next door to the Jeffersons, and move on up to a deluxe apartment in the sky. Don't get me started. Oh, gotta like the Jeffersons. I'm not talking about dying physically. I'm talking about raising our standards. But first, you need at least one damned good reason to die to your old ways one good reason. Symbolically, stuck equals dead. Whether or not we believe that being stuck is equivalent to death, for those of us who've been there, or are there, we could certainly agree that being stuck does not feel like living. Sure, we're alive, but not full of life, not vital, not curious, not healthy, not glowing, not in love, or not in joy we're low, sad, unable to experience joy, we're jealous, we're personally sad or hurt when we see others happy and successful, we may not even be able to see the sunshine or the flowers or the beauty without also feeling overwhelmed by our own disappointment. Disappointment about what we're not experiencing, which is life. So if we're already stuck, or dead to life, why not just die to our old ways that keep us stuck and get curious about what might happen? Who knows? It could be rainbows and unicorns, right? They seem to always be on the move. I mean, the point is, you just don't know. You know what you got. The curiosity could be more interesting. All right, reason number two. A second good reason to die to the old self and resurrect a new one. We're living in fear. Fear both of staying stuck and fear of change. And fear feels bad. It just does. Although what we're about to discuss may ignite old embers of anger within, I kindly ask that we just hear this out. Because it leads to healing by shifting our perception, okay? let's just talk about it and know that I say these things with love, with care and compassion for your soul and the lesson that your soul is being called to learn. It takes a lot of energy to be stuck. So much energy that we may feel drained. Like we just don't have it in us to change even one thing. However, though we may feel afraid and resign ourselves to always be stuck. This is only true if we continue to allow our power to be sucked out of us by staying in the stuck experience. We may just not know how to use our power wisely for our healing, health, and benefit. Power is power, and it may be used in any way we choose. In the situation described, where we feel too drained to break free and make changes, we may have been unconsciously using our power to stay stuck. That power, also called willpower, is at the mercy of our choice. However, so far, we may have been unconsciously choosing to give our power to feeling powerless because that seemed like the only option and it seemed the most real. However, I'm here to share an alternative reality. The vast majority of us have the power to consciously make choices to become unstuck. It just takes a change in perspective and practice. Willpower is the greatest of our innate abilities and inalienable rights. By observing life, we can see that this is true. When we were conceived... We received the gift of power that gave us life. We also received the gift of power to do with life as we will. Willpower is a choice. Willpower is choice power. With willpower, we are able to truly experience the rest of our inalienable rights, which include life, not just to be alive but to truly live liberty or slavery even if it's to our own depression or harsh thoughts and the pursuit of happiness or suffering also called stuckness so we've got to die to our old self to live happily ever after also known as heaven Let me be crisply clear. When I say that we must die in order to live happily, I am not talking about dying a physical death like suicide. Make no bones about this. As my mentor John Dobson, the cosmologist, said, we can't get out of this by dying. Instead, I'm talking about dying to our old ways of life. The old ways are crippling our freedom and joy. To make a choice to die to our old ways is not easy. It may be obvious, but implementing and enforcing death to our old ways of living takes focus, faith, and commitment. And it's an all-or-nothing choice. There is no middle way, halfway, or sort of way to die to the old self. It is or it isn't. We are or we aren't. If we die to an addiction, that means that we don't pick it up on weekends or when we're overwhelmed or when it may seem convenient. Addictions survive because we keep them alive by feeding them. We feed them with habitual behavior. We feed them with the fear that we can't live without them. And we feed them with the doubt in our ability to kill them or let them go. After working and living with people who chose addiction for most of my life, the ones who overcame that substance of choice are those who allowed their old self to die, along with all of its hurtful habits. Then, with the help of their deepest truth and divine guidance, they resurrected a new self, a joyful self, and a fulfilling one, and a meaningful life. Could there be a new us waiting, hoping that we'll rise up and live again? If we're ready to die to the old, frustrated, pitiful, sad, depressed, wailing, whining, hiding, lying, cheating, lust, lazy, insert your story here person that we believe that we've become, there are many ways to go. Next are two ways that my clients and I have chosen to die to our old self and resurrect our true new one. Option one, dying softly with faith. When I say faith, I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about choosing to follow a knowingness of truth that is not seen. So let's speak to the reality of how to utilize and apply faith in our day-to-day life. Regardless of whether or not we're religious, we can be observant. As we take a look around this profound creation that we call life, it seems obvious that there is a creator of this creation, but please do not take my word for it. It's free for each and every one of us to experience. Don't learn about it from somebody else. You've got to go straight to the source. As long as we're willing to get curious about our quiet mind, we can experience the Creator there. That being said, that power that makes everything work is infinitely wiser than any single separate one of us. That intelligence or Creator can be accessed and can assist and guide us in any way, at any time, in regards to anything. In this instance of choosing to die to our old self, addictions, and fears— We can ask life or God to take away any and all cravings, desires, hopes, dreams, fears, tendencies, habits, and anything else that holds us back from our best. It's as easy as that. I did that. Within this past year, I did that with people, and it worked like a miracle. Please note that for this to work, we must have the following four personal characteristics. Humility. Wholeheartedness. Faith that it's possible. And acceptance that we're worthy to receive help. We need to check in with ourselves to see if these personal characteristics are present. If we check in and realize that, hey, Maybe we're not humble. Maybe we think that life or God owes us whatever we're asking for. If so, we might start by asking for forgiveness of our own arrogance and for any support that we may need to allow us to be open and release the fear of being wrong or judged. If it feels tough to understand or grasp how to see and do this, we might pray for understanding and acceptance. If anyone would like a personal inner tour of how I utilize this process, or if a personalized walk through your own experience or process with me would be helpful for you, I welcome you. I'm happy to meet with you by Zoom or by phone for a free conversation. You may go to willyougrow.com and book a complimentary conversation. So now, to wrap up option number one, dying softly with faith. We need to wholeheartedly choose and ask for that part of us that no longer serves our greater purpose to die. And it is done. Now to option two. Are you ready? Option two is a rougher route. (laughs) For those of you cowboys who want to take the rough ride, (laughs) option two is dying by thundersome blow with commitment. As the infamous Swami Vivekananda said, the great thing is to have faith in oneself even before faith in God, but the difficulty seems to be that we are losing faith in ourself day by day. To commit to anything, we must have faith in ourself. If we fully commit to quit whatever shenanigans we're into, we can be our own policemen and shoot to kill the addictions. How We watch every thought, every word, every deed, every hope, every distraction, every choice, every glance, every habit, and allow only what we know is best to enter and exit. We can ask, is the choice in front of me making me the person I want to be? If so, do it. If not, it has to go. So wrap up option number two, dying by a thundersome blow of commitment, we can commit to our new way of life, which requires wholeheartedly choosing that life, and applying vigilance and stick So, is it best to let our old bad self die? We may wonder, why bother? We can live this life any way we choose. We can scatter our willpower around, diffusing our energy, and succeeding at healthy living for a week and then failing. Succeeding at love and then failing. Succeeding at work and then failing and ultimately feeling like failures. And we can allow ourselves to suffer our pain and our losses for an entire life. Or we can take the deep dive and explore the beauty of what's best for us so we can focus our willpower and simply succeed at living by dying to our old stuck self. And get a bunch of spiritual gifts, which are amazing. So, to be resurrected requires that we die first. To resurrect our our best self, our self that is worthy to receive all the supernatural charismatic gifts that we were intended to have in this lifetime, we need to let the old ways die. We don't need to try to live. The new, the resurrection, the reborn self will just happen automatically just as a seed that's been planted in the ground sprouts after some warm water and sunshine will grow. Like the title of the famous James Bond film, Oh, boy. All we need to do is to live and let die.
0: Live and let die.
1: (laughs) Bow! Bow! (laughs) Yeah. The question is, will you... Will you? Honestly, my heartfelt prayer is that you do. And now, while well, you take a bathroom break or get a little drink, let's take a break to see what people have to say. When we come back, we'll talk tips, tools, and elements from Mother Nature to say goodbye to our old self and resurrect ourselves anew.
0: The Will You Grow Show will now take 60 seconds to check in with you. If you're wondering how to apply a Grow Show topic to your life, here's what people say about mentoring with Angelique. She's committed to this really fierce,
1: passionate pursuit of truth. For her, you know that she's she's been on that quest. She welcomes everybody else into that quest too, wherever they are.
2: She has an energy about her that's different than most, and just a uh, an openness that's easy to connect
1: to. When Angelique says, will you? She really means, will you? And it is a question, will you join me in doing this work?
2: What I feel after I have my talks with Angelique, I feel stronger, I feel motivated, I feel inspired. Having more people like her,
1: would make this world a beautiful place. This is your girl. Um, (laughs) Self-care is not selfish. If you really want to dig deep and stop living on the surface, then schedule a conversation with Angelique.
0: And now, back to the Will You Grow show with Will You founder, Angelique Meadow. She's drinking the shine, Ben. (laughs) Yeah, every day. <laughs> <laughs> she says uh, disclaimer <laughs> disclaimer <laughs> oh, she gee, is not work. She is not drinking shine.
1: Oh the silly Lordy. Joke. The honest truth is once you <laughs> once you got a taste of the juice from the great one, I mean, seriously, you don't feel better after alcohol. You just no, feel worse. So that's exactly right. You lose your intuitive abilities. But anyway. Welcome back. Before we dive into tips and tools, let's see what the crew has to say about today's topic. Burn, baby, burn. It's a spiritual inferno. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: I don't have my leisure suit on for that. <laughs> burn, baby, burn. Down, burn oh. Uh oh. See? have <laughs> well, you, you've, you've you've put you've used James Bond in this. Expl- explaining resurrection, so now I have newfound respect for it. <laughs> James Bond's one of my favorite. That's uh, a character that's been resurrected. He has been many, many times by different faces. Yeah. So, um, I don't know what to say about this one. This one's—I love this topic. I really do. I love it, and it's made me look at you know what I define resurrection as, and obviously like many people, I defined it in the spiritual, religious sense. Never once did I think of equating it with resurrecting yourself. So you have given me some fodder to chew on, homework to do.
1: Some fabulous fodder.
0: Fabulous (laughs) fodder.
1: (laughs) For my fine crew. Feast on. There we go. Fabulous fodder to feast on. So Ben, what do you got? Sometimes it's not, um, I mean,
2: obviously, if you're feeling stuck, uh, that's life is pushing you, you're sort of holding on to that older stage of yourself. The the car, if you will, has already moved on and you're, you know, thinking you're in the driver's seat, but where you're actually at is in the trunk now. So,
0: <laughs> 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 um...
2: <laughs> life in the trunk yeah so if you're an artist maybe it's a new style or you don't want to use the same Mm -hmm. old tools anymore uh maybe you need a new space a new vibe if you will um that's what it made me think of is sometimes you plateau and you're stuck there for a while and the only way to move on is to change yourself because the scenery is going to change around you regardless
0: Hey, like she said, will you do it? It's all up to you. <laughs> See? <The point> <laughs> oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The it's point. all up to you. <laughs> How's that?
1: So. Oh, so. this is wonderful. I'm so proud of the crew. They're
0: <laughs> fabulous.
1: And now <laughs> it's metaphysical tool time. Today, we talked about two options to resurrect ourselves from old ways by means of faith and commitment. Now, we'll talk about two tools to build our faith and commitment, two crystals that help us release and transform, and an animal that can help us rise up to a new day. We'll start with a tool to build our faith. Another name for honest communication with the Creator is prayer. Prayer is whole-hearted thoughts and feelings said internally or out loud with the intention of communicating with the divine mystery called life. People call this divine mystery by many names and many pronunciations, such as God, Elohim, Yahweh, Adonai, El, El Shaddai, El Yon, Allah, Jehovah, and hundreds, if not thousands, of others. Prayer or communication with the mystery and power of life is not one sided. We may speak and we may also listen while we are fully present in the quiet mind that I mentioned earlier. We may pray in any way that suits us. Out of respect for life, I'd like to highlight the most important part, the most vital part of prayer is our full and wholehearted presence with intention. When we wholeheartedly pray with a single focus or intention, it might sound like this. God, please show me your perspective on this situation. Prayers with double intentions would sound like this. Show me your perspective while telling me what I want to hear. Although part of that might not have been said out loud. If there's part of us that really believes that and doesn't want to hear the truth, if it doesn't suit us, that's what I'm talking about. In that last example, part of our heart wants the truth and another part wants it our personal way. There's a Frank Sinatra tune that goes like that. You'll do it. My way. (laughs) That was painful. <laughs> it's important to note that as children of life or God, we need not beg for anything. We may simply and wholeheartedly thank that one that gives us life and everything in it for giving us what we seek. For those viewers who are open to prayer. I'll speak one of my favorite prayers of gratitude next. I'll say it out loud first so you know what's coming. Then you may repeat it with me the second time if you'd like. The prayer goes like this. Dearest creator of all, I thank you for everything. Although it may not all be fun, it's all important. I thank you for graciously guiding and calling me to open my heart to happiness and joy and a new way of being and sensing life in and around me. I am now willing to see the goodness in everything. I welcome your assistance as I learn to see, smell, taste, touch, and know life from your perspective, and to make wise and joyful choices for the good of all. All right, are you ready? We're going to say it together. Dearest creator of all, I thank you for everything. Although it may not be all fun, it's all important. I thank you for graciously guiding and calling me to open my heart to happiness and joy and a new way of being and sensing life in and around me. I am now willing to see the goodness in everything. I welcome your assistance as I learn to see, smell, taste, touch and know life from your perspective, and to make wise and joyful choices for the good of all. If you like that prayer, you're welcome to repeat it at any time. If you'd like to incorporate more prayer in your life more often, feel free to research prayers that meet your needs or create your very own. Our next tool helps us build commitment to our sacred journey and learning our soul lessons. All of our experiences and struggles are part of what we know is life. We must be willing to stay committed to the journey. To help us commit to our soul's sacred journey of enlightenment, we'll now take a meditative moment to offer ourselves some healing through commitment and white light. Are you ready? We'll take three deep breaths for three seconds each. Hold for two, then release gently for seven seconds. Ready? Three deep breaths for three seconds each. Ready? Holding for two, then releasing gently for seven seconds. One, two, three. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven one two three with the breaths hold for two then release gently for seven seconds one two three four five six seven and again good Now we'll place our hand on our heart chakra and then imagine, feel, or intend that we are being bathed in a radiant white light. It gently but effectively removes tentacles of attachments that our ego has generated. It allows us to effortlessly release false viewpoints or misguided interpretations of events. It gently cleanses and aligns our visions and desires so they are in harmony with our heart and with the universe, also called God's will. This process brings us back to our true self. We can relax and allow this realignment process to happen naturally with this spiritual light. As we surrender the restlessness of ego, we can settle into the inner loving ground of our beautiful heart. In there is so much for us to receive. We needn't chase or worry about anything. Now is the time to rest in the place of love and trust. We can rest there for as long as we need. Then we'll ground ourselves with a big, deep breath in and out. Ready? Feels good okay beautiful feel free to replay this tool for your commitment and healing at any time and now ben and neil will share two crystals and an animal that can help us through death healing and rising up listen up to see if these crystals or animals healing capabilities suit your needs
2: we'll start with clear quartz to get crystal clear in our body mind and soul the clear quartz stimulates the immune system, kickstarts our metabolism, and rids the body of toxins, things that are blocking us from feeling fully alive. Mental and emotional healing properties. A shield against negative energy and infused with potent positive vibes, clear quartz is an uplifting emotional aid. This icy, bright, and luminous stone gets to work on the soul, kicking out energy that drags us down and infuses us with a new sense of purpose and play. It stimulates brighter feelings and takes even the tiniest hint of joy and turns it into something larger. This stone is a master of energy. It knows exactly what to do with excess energy and where to channel it to bring out the best results. Metaphysical Properties Clear Quartz is all about spiritual growth. It loves to entice us to look deep. It's a crystal that connects with all the chakras, clearing out blockages, spring cleaning your aura and inviting energy to flow. Part of the clear quartz meaning is that it especially likes to stimulate the crown chakra. This is the chakra for those that are ready to connect with higher planes and leap into the infinite possibilities offered by the universe.
1: Thank you, Ben. That's awesome. You can see we also have a, a little clear quartz crystal here. We'll get to the next crystal in a moment. But first, let's say a brief promise to ourselves that will help us relax and let go. By being relaxed, we allow our healing to happen with ease. Let's say this one together. You ready? I allow my heart to disengage from my struggles. Sounds good, doesn't it? Say it with me. I allow my heart to disengage from my struggles. I give myself much needed rest. I'm in the phase of recovery. If I have been off my path, I will come back strong. I will regain my passion for life with inspiration and devotion. A certain order of events needs to take place for my soul path to come to fruition. I commit myself to my sacred journey, trusting that the right thing will happen at the right time. Amen to that! Okay, Ben, we'll talk about the healing properties of green phantom quartz.
2: This is phantom quartz, I think generally. Attributes. Symbolizing the many lifetimes of the soul, a phantom facilitates broader spiritual awareness and assists with transitions. Taking you traveling through multi or inner dimensions, it strips away the layers to reveal your spiritual core. Carmonically, Phantom courts assists in accessing the Akashic Record, recovering the repressed memories and reframing or renegotiating past contracts, facilitating visits to the between life state to discover your current soul plan and to release outdated soul imperatives. Spoothing transitions of all kinds, it shows what your next step could be. Psychologically, a phantom reconciles your shadow and reveals the gifts it holds. Physically, The stone activates healing ability and facilitates healing the physical body through amendments to the etheric blueprint. Environmentally, it stimulates healing for the planet, realigning detrimental landscape patterns. Green phantom, specifically, acts on the earth, base, solar plexus, heart, and third eye chakras to keep you grounded and protected, creating a psychic shield. Chlorite included green phantom rapidly absorbs negative energy and toxins and clears a buildup of negative energy anywhere in the body or environment. The stone assists with the removal of energy implants accessing their source in this or any other life. A large chlorite phantom placed point down in the lavatory cistern energetically cleanses the house. Green phantom ameliorates panic attacks Stabilizes bipolar disorder and helps with self-realization. Some green phantoms formed from other minerals create a powerful healer that accelerates recovery. Green phantom facilitates angelic contact and clarifying clairaudient communication. It alleviates despair and helps you feel supported.
1: Great information and support there. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. And now Neil will share an animal that can help us through death, healing, and rising up.
0: The bear symbolizes thoughtfulness, independence, and reflection. When we feel overwhelmed with everyday life, the bear reminds us to take a break, relax, and regenerate. We can take a step back, meditate, and contemplate on our priorities. The bear also reminds us to be self-sufficient, rather than relying on or blaming others. We can take control of our life and quickly learn from our lessons. To invite the power of the bear into our life, we may simply ask, watch a documentary on bears, wear bear jewelry, or hold a bear crystal figurine to focus on this mighty creature's spiritual energies. And now, I'll share the healing message from the bear. Be healed from guilt and fear. Such emotions no longer steal your personal power or keep you from confidence happiness or dissuade you from realizing your own worth. No matter how unlikely it may seem, you are going to emerge from a spiritual winter of hibernation and rise into light and life. The divinely ordained time for your liberation and healing and emergence is much closer than you realize. Abundant blessings are stirring and shall soon manifest. The bear represents a very nurturing and healing energy. It is at the heart frequency of the universal mother, protecting her young from danger as well as negativity and refusing to allow them to receive too much conditioning. She gives a warning when her children are off the path, but encourages them to explore the world and who they are. Now, if you feel ready, you may repeat the bear's prayer after me. I'll say it once then you may say it with me the second time. I invoke the healing frequency of unconditional love and the wisdom of the Divine Mother. May my body, mind, and soul be sheltered in the sanctuary of protective grace to fully relax and deeply heal. Here it is again. I invoke the healing frequency of unconditional love and the wisdom of the Divine Mother. May my body, mind, and soul be sheltered in the sanctuary of protective grace to fully relax and deeply heal. Amen.
1: Amen. Love the bear. Lovely. Come back and refresh yourself with this bear's message at any time. So, what say ye? Please share your thoughts and feelings so we may grow in strength and rise up together. As always, we thank you for watching and sharing time together. If you liked today's show, we'd be honored if you'd hit the subscribe button and receive weekly updates by hitting the bell. Hit the like button to let us know that you like what we're doing, and hit the share button to share this message with people that you care about. If you feel inspired to give a financial gift to help us keep this show coming, click the green will you circle that's located below this video. Find the words Yes You Can at the top, and then look to the right to click the Donate button. All amounts are respected and appreciated. To see more of our videos, they're also available by clicking that green Will You button below this video, then scrolling down. If you'd like to talk about mentoring with me, schedule your complimentary conversation at WillYouGrow.com today, and I'll look forward to speaking with you soon. And for now, we bid you adieu. Take excellent care of your very fine self and we look forward to seeing you next week. Always with love from Angelique. Yay good show, guys! Good show, good show. Good job. That was a lot of work on your part. <laughs> you were doing some seriously heavy lifting. All the technology plus a lot of reading. <laughs>
0: seriously bad reading. No. <laughs> you, you didn't read. and singing. For more information about programs offered by Will You, mentoring with Angelique, and to watch video success stories from clients, explore willyougrow.com. If you or your company are interested in inspiring our mutual audience by sponsoring this or another of our programs, let's talk about it. Boost viewer confidence and trust in your company. Call one 833 will you? then press extension number 6. Make sure to click the subscribe button to get reminders before upcoming shows. Abundant blessings are stirring and <laughs> son of a musket. <laughs> all right, you bald musket. goof. All right. <laughs> Abundant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just giving us goodies for the end of the show. I all, know. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I am the
0: blooper reel for the end of the show.